Welcome to the podcast, Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business by Coach James Short. This podcast is designed to help you with strategies, insights, and ways to increase sales, build and lead high-performing teams, and ultimately grow your business. Your host, James Short himself, also shares some of his secret sources on how he helps his own clients achieve business growth quickly and easily. James has been coaching those in the real estate and property industry for close to 10 years now, and his clients keep on saying, since working with James, their results have been outstanding, giving them more money, time, and fulfillment. James is offering a free strategy call to those listening to see how he can assist you to take your business to where you want to go. Simply go to jamesshort.com.au forward slash strategy and book in a time today. Now on with the show. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate and Property Business. This is Coach James Short, and we are excited for this amazing guest today. Legend, the guru, the man himself. A good mate of mine, dear friend, both of him and his wonderful wife, They've been by my side since the inception of of our business, helping us on our web design, app development, all that cool, funky stuff online that is a whole other world to me. Let's introduce him is the legend himself, Matt Brickwood, the number one thought leader in software, app, and web development. He helps businesses build profitable software, um, web, and apps. So let's have a little bit of a history around Matt. He's been he's a director of Spring Digital, which is his company, with 12 years of experience in dealing with everything in the online space. His experience includes running large teams, developing cloud-based software, to developing innovative and cutting-edge websites, to running highly successful online marketing campaigns. He's worked with some incredible organizations like GoVita, Knight Frank, North Coast Holiday Parks, and Kia Cars, and the list goes on. Colleagues and friends know him as a highly technical and creative leader who can always be trusted to come up with new approaches to deliver results. So true. Disseminate large complicated projects into structured processes. I love how his mind works, which can be built and tested, but most importantly to take any technical pressure off his clients to get the job done for them. Uh, He knows the client's businesses comes first and he never tries to impose his ideas on theirs and he believes in a collaborative approach to all things in business. He spends the majority of time understanding the businesses and the audience before they even look at the technical stuff that they're about to put into place. His motto is quite simple, to have fun and smile every day doing what he loves. And some interesting stats, they've had over 555 clients, have been in business for over 10 years, and he's had roughly about 10,821 coffees and counting. So uh, let's get him on the line. Matt, super honored to have you online, dude. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your, for your time. Wow, what an intro. Wait, I'm just <laughs> going to record that. And I'm just going to send that out to all my clients. <laughs> this is me. Just listen to James. Listen to what he says. That's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> thank you, James. Pleasure, mate. I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So obviously, I share a little bit of background. Is there anything that I missed? Is there anything that you need to backfill and about your, your story so far? No, no, like obviously what, what you said pretty much sums me up in a heartbeat. I, I, I love technology. I have a passion for it. I live and breathe it. Um, and finding technolo- te- technological solutions for problems 
is is my jam. I absolutely that's what I spend my days doing. Um, I love sort of finding out different ways of doing things, hearing problems, and going mm, wondering how many ways I can solve that. So yeah, certainly that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell. And yeah, let's let's keep moving. And that's what I love, Matt. Is is I can see you know we've we've been mates for a while. You know we've yeah. done some work together. And and what I love is when you when you get thrown a a problem, you can you can just see your your mind start to, start to click over and it's like, whoa, he's down that rabbit hole thinking about those solutions. <laughs> oh, you, you've saved me from that many a time, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it does happen like that. It does, it does. So what are you guys up to? What are, what are kind of projects or clients that you're working with and what are kind of some of, some of the things that you're, you're building and designing? Yeah, of course. So um, we deal with sort of three sort of ta- main target areas. One is for the professional services business. The other is the real estate business, which is obviously we work with quite a number of your clients in that space, um, and a lot of financial style companies. So you sort of your larger fintech, fin services kind of companies and whatnot. Um, so we've been that's sort of I guess the target market of what we focus on because really our expertise and history in that industry, those industries really allow us to give maximum benefit to our clients when we are talking to them and our understanding of what their journey actually is and whatnot. So true. And you can definitely see, obviously, you've, as I said, you've been working with a number of my clients over the years and you're seeing the, the, the growth of that whole online space that they've, they've come through. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, that's obviously your journey has come with some ups and downs and some challenges like us all, like us all. <laughs> and you know, I've been honored and privileged to be part of that journey, um, uh, you know, as, as a friend and, and also as a client. What are some of those challenges that obviously you've come through the other side that you can look back and go, wow, that really shaped me or the business to where we are today and some, some great lessons that you learned from those challenges? Well, I think one of, the, one of the first times I met you, James, was when I'd scaled my business up to this fantastically huge level. I had 50-plus staff running around doing work and whatnot. And one of the things I realized was that out of all that, like the business was booming, was doing very, very well, but I wasn't happy. I had grown so much, had grown so quickly that I forgot to measure along the way what it is that I felt about the business, myself, my life, and what we were doing. And through some of the first explorations we had, yeah, we, we sort of went through that whole idea of, well, do you really want to dominate the world? Is that your goal? Do you want to be you know, your, your head of the international IT organization of this? And, oh, well, no, what, what is it you really want? And, and so one of the biggest challenges for me was, Building, not building for the sake of building, but building for what it is that you want and shaping the business in the direction that you want rather than just sort of growth for the sake of growth. And that, that, and obviously we spent quite a lot of time working through a lot of mindset stuff for me around that and sort of working it and getting through those sort of layers of what I think I want versus what I want. And we've sort of really architected the business down to where we're at today, which is a really lovely balance for me of technology, business, customer relations, admin, and just sort of, I feel like I've really got a good handle on things. So that journey of going to, well, I've just got to build to, you know, what is it that you really want? I think that was probably the biggest lesson. And even today that shapes me and it continues to shape me because I'm constantly asking, is this what I want? And is this the direction I want to head toward? So true. And I think it's what's really important is to have those, those questions is the what and the why. And, and what's also what's important to you, you know, your lifestyle, you know, your, your, your wonderful wife, Danny, and, and looking at how does that as, as that unit affect, how is that business going to support, you know, the lifestyle 
yet support the client, yet support you know the team all at the same time. So yes, huge lesson, huge lesson. You've had some, you've had some huge successes on the flip side though, right? Like some huge milestones, huge wins. What are some of those wins that you can share with us today? And what were some of those lessons around those wins? Oh, wins. I guess for us, probably, um, probably the client fulfillment, I'd have to say, would be the biggest win. Um, I, again, so reflecting back on that lesson we just spoke about where scale, we were scaling so, so quickly. One of the things that was the unfortunate sort of downfall of that is you lose a bit of a pulse on client fulfillment. And one of the things, again, that we, when we first sort of met, we started to work on is what is that client fulfillment journey? And really, it's, it's something that I think, whilst I'm not saying we've mastered, we're really at a place where pretty much we're getting 100% client satisfaction on everything that we, we do. And if there is even an ounce of, of dissatisfaction, we go to town to make sure that that is remedied and rectified. And so I think really understanding that customer journey, putting that in place in our business, making sure that, you know, obviously one of the biggest problems a lot of sort of people have with web developers is they go AWOL or they're not available or whatnot. And that was one real big problem we did notice in our industry. And one of the things that we, one of the processes we've implemented is a service level agreement of somewhere in the sort of you know, 10 minutes to two hours of response time to most, most correspondences just, to really make sure the customers know that they're being heard, that it's being attended to, um, because we're living in a fast-paced world, and people don't want to. You don't want to be thinking about. Oh, I sent that email three days ago. Did they? They've not even replied to me or responded. Yeah. So really, uh, first of all, understanding what that customer journey is for us, then implementing it into our business, and then continually testing, rechecking, and making sure it is what it still needs to be, has probably been one of the biggest successes I think we've had in, in recent times in this business beyond the fact that we've actually grown a business which is, is a monumental effort up to its own right um, but really just understanding that we are really delivering for our clients we're taking the headache off them like they're not having to sit there going you know what's HTML this or what's PHP this we handle all of that stuff for them where they can just go and focus on business on doing what they do well be it in the real estate finance travel, whatever sector that they're working on, they can just focus on their genius or their expertise and allow us to sort of just get in there and deal with that infrastructure, deal with those things that must be done, the utility of business, um, and allow them to get on with doing what, yeah, doing what they do. I love that. It is so true. And that's really important for any all the listeners out there is just really looking at that client fulfillment and that journey. It, it, it pays dividends. It's phenomenal return that you, you invest in that and the benefit is, is absolutely amazing. Um, mm. you've, you've experienced, when we talk about teams, you mentioned teams in the, in the past and you, when we talk about teams and you've grown big teams, you know, you've, you've seen a lot of your clients' teams. Where, what do you think makes up a, a winning team and where do you feel that most businesses, business owners fall down? Well, I think that just to answer the second part of that question first, I think it's when you lose touch with uh, the, the real needs and wants of your team. I think that's, again, when we were sort of at that sort of 60 plus staff, that's really, you don't, you don't know what's going on unless you put the systems in place to manage that as a process along the way. So you've really got to have lots of touch points, lots of engagement, really making sure that you've got levels of measures at different levels of management to make sure that you've really got a pulse on what your team feel and what they, what your team are about because, you know, 
things like exit interviews, those sort of things really do help uh, get a real understanding of the pulse of the team and what people really feel about things. And, and so putting systems and processes in play that are measuring your staff, um, I think is probably the most important step that we've been through in our time. Like I'm, I'm over in India twice a year just to do that. Like really, I go in there and I sort of sit back and I'm, I'm not going to do any coding or whatnot. That's their, their work. But what I am doing is measuring, testing, seeing where they're at taking them out for dinner, taking them out for coffee, just give them a bit of a feel for, for, for who they are, what they're about and what, what their needs are. And especially in an international team where your beliefs of what is important mm. is categorically not correct to what their beliefs of what is important and valuable. Um, money is not the be-all and end-all, especially in the offshore realm. Um, money is like a second or third, third tier for quite a significant number of people. They're, they're really looking for family. They're really looking for that that those those core drivers to be looked after, um, and money is just it's, it's part of the transaction and whatnot. So I think sort of knowing that is probably the the best thing, the best advice I can give someone is really have a pulse on your staff, have a pulse on what it is that they're doing. And I think that's really that's a testament to you and your your leadership capabilities because if you look at that, a lot of leaders, a lot of business owners go into you know, certain situations with the same mindset rather than having the self-awareness going, you know, what might work here, you know, may not work over there and, and vice versa. So it's really being having that behavioral flexibility, one of, of being aware of one, what's important. And then two, how do you deliver that importance? So, so your team wins the mm. business and obviously the client wins. And so looking at that leadership capabilities, where do you think, what do you think makes up a, a great leader? And where do you think business owners fall, fall short of, of those leadership capabilities? Um, communication is probably the, the top of the tree. What makes a good leader is someone who can communicate well. Um, like my job is communication and mm. slash interpreter because we are obviously being in the tech space. James will come to me and say, I need a thing that does this. Can we do that? And I'm like, all right, what you need is a membership portal that's going to have these functions and with these integrations and this and this and this. So that for me is a second nature. But as a leader of a team, as a leader of uh, of other businesses, which is, in, I guess, in my role, I do sort of sit in that. It really is how well can you communicate to your people um, and how regular and frequently are you doing that? Now the communication most things can be solved at the gates as opposed to letting things get out of control, the fires blowing up everywhere and, and whatnot because you've got no idea of what's going on because you haven't maintained that regular contact, regular communication. And so I think that as a leader is probably the one thing that if someone can get that right, get that right from the outset, um, will, again, just pay dividends uh, for them uh, long, long term as a, sort of a growing and developing business, that, business that's adding more people to their team on a regular basis. So true, so true. So if you look at then, I guess there's been a lot of learning along along the way, a lot of testing and measuring, a lot of bouncing ideas of, of certain people, coaches, mentors, people that you've, you've, you've modeled in the past. Who have been some of those coaches or mentors or people that you've learned some, some great uh, ideas and thoughts and strategies that you've been able to implement into the business? Yeah, of course. Well, I'm looking at one right now. Uh, <laughs> you categorically have taken me from a place of chaos to a place of peace. <laughs> Not much more can be said about how fantastic you are, James. I am greatly appreciated every day for the just uh, that regular check-ins, that constant 
you know, mindset shifts of getting me to think something, think a different way. Like I've been down the rabbit hole so many times. You're like, come back out, Matt. Come back out. So certainly, certainly yourself, James, you, you categorically changed my world. Um, mentors around me, Michael Griffiths, uh, fantastic referral marketing guru. Um, I haven't got enough to say about him. He's, he's helped me build, consistently build referrals into my business. Um, people like Steve Brosman, getting me to sort of be positioned correct. Tim Hyde, helping me both on the tech automation side of things. So really the, the people who obviously were part of the partnership club, Michael Griffiths group, um, they're the people I surround myself with and they are the sort of the, the really the, the driving force and the inspiration that just keep me on track. Like you do have your big guys, your Tony Robbins and whatnot, um, but certainly I'm a bit more of a sort of, I need some personal contact and whatnot. So yeah. surrounding myself with business owners that are on a very similar journey, that, you know, they have the same headaches as me, that have to worry about the same things that I do, that have to think about the same things I do is really the most important thing. Um, and they're the mentors I really sort of try and surround myself with as much as I possibly can. Fantastic. And I love that. I love that surround. It's, it's, it's so important. So important. If you were to give, if you were to give, if you think about uh, your genius, if you think about uh, the, the web and the, the apps and the, and the software development world for a minute, if you were to give three pieces of advice to business owners that, that may be listening today, what would around web app software, what would those three pieces of advice be? Well, I guess more if we sort of just broaden up a bit further around the technology, yep. um, I would just talk about change. Change nice. is inevitable. Change is going to happen to you whether you like it or not. Um, so the one thing you can do is stay ahead of that. Um, and the people who are consistently ahead of the curve, consistently keeping their apps, software, systems, processes up to date, uh, regularly reviewed, regularly uh, modified and whatnot to keep ahead of market trends, are the ones who succeed the most. Um, and, and I see that through every, if you sort of the, the poll of 500 plus clients I've, I've worked with, um, the people who are constantly driving change into their business and not waiting for change to happen to them are the ones that, that succeed the most. Um, by, a, by a country mile, it's just, it is the underpinning of what success is in the tech space um, and because it's, everything's always changing in this industry. So that would sort of be... Number one. Yep. Um, num- number two, really, if you talk about web, um, if you are building a website, um, content is king. Get your content right. Spend a lot of time getting that information right, making sure it's uh, well written, making sure it, it says it has the right marketing mix in there, that it's not just all blurring, drab technical content. Um, getting those sort of core foundations right, even before you see a web developer. Web developers are fantastic and will be able to work magic for you. Um, but web developers tend to be technical people. So get your stuff right beforehand. See a copywriter. There's obviously Philippa, who we know, lots of different copywriters out there um, who do some fantastic work. So get your copy sorted first, um, mm-hmm. and that'll help you uh, really – it'll make what the web developer eventually does a dream and whatnot. And um, number three – Probably just a lot around the automation space. I think these days it is sort of the buzzword in the tech space around small business. We're finding is people have gone from, ah, well, you know, I need a website. They've had a website. I don't want a website anymore. I want something that actually does something for me. I want, so they're sort of looking for a lot more 
how is the website used as a tool in their business, not just a business card? And the way that's happening is through automation, is through funnels, is through nurture sequences and putting these things that once someone makes contact with you through the website, that they have a automated processes and systems of follow-up, of, of regular communication. People take you know, 5, 10, 15 exposures sometimes to actually take an action. And so if you're expecting someone to come to the website once and spend more than a minute and a half on there and then be ready to do business with you, you're just deluding yourself. People dig around these days. They Google. They've got 50 different ideas of what they, they want to do. So if you can spend that time really thinking about that and talking to either myself or a web developer or an automation expert like Timmy Hyde um, about how to put the processes and systems in play that help you take someone from a website tra- piece of traffic, which is just a random person, into a series of regular communications that really build your trust, build your authority, build the, the, your your certainty amongst them that you are the best in what it is that you do. Um, putting stuff like that in, into your web tech at the moment, um, some of the best things you can possibly do. Fantastic. Oh, great pieces of advice there. Really, that gold nuggets, gold nuggets right there, right there. So what's coming up for you? What's... Um What's what's the what's the future plans look like? What's what's happening over the next you know twelve months, couple of years? What do you got coming up? Yeah, well, the last so six months or so, I've really been redefining our our sort of software models. Mm-hmm. Um, so so working through so we've sort of got three models which we're looking at. One which is like a venture builder, someone who is a startup who really just needs to do all the grunt work at the start, work out what it is that they need, build it, and then take them to market and help work with them there. Uh, the second one is for really a well-established business that needs things like customer portals, membership areas, that kind of thing, just to enhance that customer journey uh, and whatnot, or make life easier for them through integration. So, and then the third one is a joint venture program, basically where someone has a great idea, they've got a little bit of funding, but probably not enough for the bill. So we can work out some sort of co-arrangement there where we can build. So working on that for the last six months and that's sort of it's getting its icing on the cake at the moment those models which i've been really excited to take to market um so more of that is what i love like it, website is 50 percent of the business and i love doing it and danny's passionate about it we love w- working with small business to make sure that they've got some great systems and processes in place and the website works for them but the tech space of building things that's my passion and that's really where i'd love to sort of be picking up more projects like that and really taking businesses from idea all the way through to market dominance and whatnot. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So, how can the how can the audience find out more? Where can they go? What can they? Where can you send them? Facebook.com. <laughs> 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 I'm always on Facebook these days. So there, obviously, we have a website, springdigital.com.au. Feel free to drop by there. Um, but otherwise, just just give us a call. Um, our numbers on our website, or drop me a line on Messenger. Um, as I sort of mentioned to you earlier, I'm pretty quick on my responses. So if, if you need something, if you need to talk to someone quickly, just let me know. We can and we can get on a quick call and have a bit of a chat about your idea or what project you have coming up. Love it, dude. We could be chatting all afternoon on on different on more all these different topics plus more. But I really want to uh, acknowledge your, your time, your expertise, and your energy uh, this afternoon. And thank you very much for for being on the call. Thanks, Jane. Take care.